Well, we're here in episode six of the Glory of God series, and uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about God being omniscient. That's kind of a, a big word, so Jerry, maybe you can help unpack what that means. Well, the short way to put it when you say God is omniscient is he knows everything. <laughs> uh, he has perfect knowledge of everything, and that perfect knowledge extends not only to all that has ever been, but all that exists now and all that will exist. All right, what's been in the past, present, and the future, he's got uh, perfect knowledge of it. Uh, Isaiah 46.10 at the, at the end part of that verse, uh, God says, I have declared the end from the beginning. Now, that's a statement of his omniscience. In Mm -hmm. other words, in this time-space continuum that we live in, that we call history, he knew what the very end of history would be before it started. Mm. Now, that's omniscience. Um, He knows all that there is uh, to know. And one of the great doxologies of the Apostle Paul, and he's got some great ones in the New Testament, but in one of them he cries out in Romans 11.33, he says, Oh, the depths of the riches of the knowledge of God. Uh, Well, it may be, I'm not reading it, but it may be that he's saying, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, Mm -hmm. but they are aspects of the omniscience. Uh, of God. And in Colossians uh, 2, verses 2 and 3, he talks, he's talking about Jesus Christ, and he says, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. So, you know, if that's true of Jesus, who, mm-hmm. you know, who is deity, uh, do you think Jesus understands quantum mechanics, <laughs> uh, Super strings, subatomic particles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he does, uh, because he. We know from Colossians one fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen that Jesus is the one that created all this. Yep, that uh, was created by him and for him. You know, so yes, he understands far more. In fact, some of the stuff that we don't even begin to grasp on a scientific level. I read mm-hmm. the other day about. Oh, it's been a. I say the other day. It's probably ten years ago, but to me, that's the other day. Uh, they were talking about they're just trying to science is trying to grapple intellectually with super strings they're hmm. having a hard time figuring out uh, how what's to going on that. yeah um, but jesus knows about that because he, he created the whole yeah. laws of physics anyways yeah. Yeah. you know that operate on those things one of the things i think is is tough about this one for me is the confusion with just because god knows something and knows the future doesn't mean that God is necessarily causing that thing. Okay. And so one of the right. things I think about is like, okay, if God knows this is going to happen and he's omniscient, um, and, and this is a, a, a hard thing no matter what bad thing we think about, you know, how, how do we not lay at God's feet the blame for some of those things? Well, you're right. God, God is not to use a big, long word. Another omni word is God is not omni-causality. In other words, yeah. meaning God doesn't cause everything. God does permit mm-hmm. uh, things. God did not cause evil. To uh, enter the world. To enter the world, yeah. yes. But he did create a world that, our creation, that permitted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not cause it, but he is still in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we've been been in the Sunday school been looking in First Samuel and one of the First Samuel 16 it says that the Holy Spirit left Saul uh, and an evil spirit from the Lord came upon him. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that mean? I mean, does God send evil spirits to people? Well, the ancient writers of the Old Testament understood that if a spirit came upon somebody like Saul who was an evil spirit, in the sense he was from God because God permitted it. He allowed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but does, does God cause evil? No. Does he use evil? Yes. Absolutely can. And he says that over and over again, that he can bring calamity uh, and he can bring evil on on things, but he doesn't cause these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have an automobile accident. Did God cause that? No, I don't think so. Was it within his control? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he knew it was going to happen, and he yes. can take those things and turn them for good um, and promises to do that, in fact, um, to, to for those who are called according to his purposes. That so. he knows how to do that is an aspect of omniscience. Absolutely. get our hands around Because he it. sees all the pieces on the chessboard, and he knows how to move things. And there's so many times where we see that God puts people in a supernatural appointment situation where you're meeting somebody on a plane, and you just think, man, God put this person next to me so we could have this conversation. Right. He knew that this needed to happen. And that happens all the time. I think God is using his omniscience to, to show people that he loves them. Well, there's an, there's an interesting uh, depth to his omniscience, too, that I think is particularly comforting. And that is that God does not simply possess all knowledge of the universe. He does. Mm-hmm. But uh, by implication, and of course, Scripture will tell you this directly, he also knows you intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, again, Proverbs one thirty nine one through six uh, talks about you know me, you know my rising up, mm-hmm. and my laying down, and my you know my th- the words of my mouth before I say them, and that sort of thing. And yeah. uh, he knows uh, each of us uh, intimately. Luke twelve seven says that the hairs of your head are all hmm. numbered. Now what that means is is that he knows you intimately if if we were if jesus were saying that today he would probably say god knows your dna Hmm. in other words that that's how which is better than anyone in my family knows me i mean that's better than my wife knows me better than my children know me they know me really well that's amazing the level of depth which god knows the inside of me oh yeah the cellular structure of the whole thing he Mm -hmm. put it all together anyway but he he knows all those things uh, and um, he knows, and, and here's, I think, the most comforting thing. Um, you know, Hebrews 4.13 says, For there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all are open and laid bare before him with whom we have to do. Well, that, that's really very comforting, because not only does he know our DNA, but he knows our hang-ups, mm. and he knows our problems. Mm. And he knows our addictions and he knows our habits and he mm. knows all those things. And he knew them before he called you mm. to be with him. You're never going to hear him say, gee whiz, Jonathan, I didn't know you had that problem. Man, I'm going to move you to a different place where we can cause less damage. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, you. I wouldn't, yeah. have, I wouldn't have put you in. Yes. I wouldn't have called you into the family if I'd known you had that hang up. Yeah. That's never going to happen because mm. he knows what your hang ups are and That's he's right. prepared to deal with them and, right. and flex with you on it. Um, so what I'm fond of saying is that if God is eternal and omniscient and, and 
Ephesians 1, 4, and I think 1 Peter 1, 2 may say the same thing, but Ephesians 1, 4 says you were chosen before the foundation of the world. Hmm. So if that's true, when did he not know you? you? Yeah. When did he not know you? That he always knew. Always knew. And again, I can't get my brain around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a wonderful thing to realize uh, and that if he called the world from the beginning, uh, the end from the beginning, he's mm-hmm. also done the same with you. And Psalm 139 says, all my days were put in your book before mm-hmm. there was a one of them. So he, you know, he, he's that same knowledge in terms of your personal walk in, in this world. Mm-hmm. Also, he knows uh, very well. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, to an unbeliever, again, the fact that if he understood that God knows everything about him, that would be frightening. Yeah. But to a believer, to me, that's just comfort. Well, he knows all that, <laughs> and he still chooses to adopt us and accept us. And I think that that is that's amazing. We can be real with God because it's not like we're telling him anything he doesn't know already. You know, we're saying, I mean, I, I lost my temper. Hey, I messed up over here. He knows that, and he wants to respond. It's like, I, I'm omniscient. I know all this. But I want you to know that I still love you through all that. Right. And that's what's, that's what's so amazing. You, you mentioned um, that there's a couple different parts to God's omniscience. There's mm-hmm. like the jeopardy, I know all the facts knowledge. I know how string theory works mm-hmm. and I can present that. And there's also just this wisdom of how to do life well. Mm-hmm. Ta- talk about those, how God is omniscient in both those areas. Okay. Well, you're right. You can you can sort of break God's break it down. I, again, I'm always nervous about sounding like I'm categorizing things <laughs> about God. You yeah, know, it just doesn't work that way. But you, there are t- probably two aspects of His omniscience. One is what you've just the two you've just mentioned. One mm-hmm. is knowledge, uh, and the other is wisdom. And when we talk about knowledge. Uh, it's as you were defining it, you know, knowledge of facts, uh, actual facts, conceptual, intuitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, for example, there's different levels of knowledge. You know, I know a lot about, let's say, the battle of the uh, Gettysburg, mm-hmm. but I don't know nearly as much about it as the guys that were in it. <laughs> That's they, true. They yeah. have a they have a different knowledge, Level of knowledge than I have. Although yeah. I know the same things about the Battle of Gettysburg that probably they do, and maybe there are things I do know about it they don't, but they have a unique knowledge because it's an experiential knowledge, mm-hmm. which incidentally is something that the Scripture uh, tells us again and again God desires for us to have mm-hmm. the experiential knowledge of himself. Uh, most of the time uh, when we talk about knowing God in the New Testament in particular, it's referring to the experiential knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just knowing facts in your head, actual yeah. facts. It's that it, the difference between me knowing about the Battle of Gettysburg and the guys that were actually in it and the difference between knowing about God and actually knowing God. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an aspect of knowledge that's part of his omniscience. Now, wisdom is the application of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to God's wisdom, leads to um, understanding mm-hmm. and discernment. Wisdom would be to know how to apply the facts, to apply the knowledge, uh, to be able to foresee in advance the consequences without experiencing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in fact, that's the sort of thing you want to raise your children to do. You want your children to know mm -hmm. uh, enough to know and have the wisdom to know that if they get involved in such and such, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you want them to exercise the discernment to avoid learning by experiencing evil. They can discern evil and mm -hmm. avoid it. Absolutely. And that's wisdom. Yeah. And that, that's God's wisdom. And to some extent, I suppose that could be imparted to us. Uh, well, my children. You know, it is. Omniscience is an incommunicable. Yeah, I, I share the things they don't understand all the time, like put your shoes on before you go outside. And then they go outside and they step on stickers. And they're like, man, this really hurts. I'm thinking, well, yeah, you, you, I tried to share that little wisdom with you. Um, but I don't push it on you. I don't force it on you. Right. I'm just going to, if you want to hear my perspective, having knowing what I know as a parent, I, I'm always here to share that with you. And my, some of my children ask me ahead of time. And some of my children are more of the, let's just go you know, on our own and figure it out the hard way. And I think God very much wants to share his wisdom with us of he knows way more than us and he's, he knows everything. And, and what's amazing is he wants to share that just like I, as a dad want to share that, but he doesn't like force it. He doesn't force us to sit and, you know, listen to him. Yeah. And he's, um, he shares it most directly in, in scriptures. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I can't quote the address of the verse right at the moment. I believe there is a verse in either Proverbs or Psalms that says, because of God's law, I have greater wisdom than all my teachers. Hmm. Because, you know, you can, and I know the proverb says that a wise son, um, or he who goes with the wrong crowd does himself harm. Mm -hmm. But a wise person avoids that. In other words, they don't get involved with the crowd because they know the direction the crowd's going. Right. They don't have to experience evil and harm to yeah. figure out you don't do things like that. Amen. Amen. So um, another um, aspect of God's wisdom, or I'm sorry, uh, of the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. is look at Ephesians, for example, Ephesians 1.17. That's, that's one of Paul's prayers uh, and to the Ephesians. And he, he's basically praying for that experiential knowledge I mm. mentioned before. He said, I pray that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And mm -hmm. it's talking about that experiential knowledge of him. Uh, Colossians 1.9 does the same thing. Uh, and 10, uh, ultimately, he's always praying that you would have an experiential knowledge. And God wants us to have that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe talk about this. So there's, um, if you know everything, you know the future, you know the past, you know everything. Um, there, there have been some that have suggested that, well, God does know everything, but he only knows what's knowable. And the things that have not happened yet are not knowable. So therefore, God doesn't really know the future. He just kind of knows up to the present everything. Um, and that's why we see in Scripture maybe times where he, he changes his mind and mm -hmm. says, man, I'm just so sad that I did this, you mm -hmm. know, and he expresses remorse. So kind of help us understand you know, with omniscience, to, you know, how do we deal with those scriptures and, and God seemingly changing his mind? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. And I've, I've been asked that before yeah. in classes, you know, uh, where uh, God told uh, Moses to step back, I'm going to wipe out the Jewish nation here. I've mm -hmm. had it with their rebellion. And Moses interceded uh, for them. And uh, 
it says, King James in particular says, and God repented. Mm -hmm. And other translation says that he changed his mind. Mm -hmm. well, what it's really saying is not that he repented in the sense that we mean it, but he relented mm -hmm. uh, in what he was doing. Uh, because if God is omniscient, uh, and I think this goes to your question, God is not mm -hmm. learning new things. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is not acquiring experience uh, because he already knows. He doesn't take risks. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, in one book I read one time, the guy was saying, well, God is risking such as who mm -hmm. he isn't. God doesn't. We take risks. Right, right. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't take risks. He knows exactly where he is and, uh, and what he's doing. Um, and so I think you're, you're making reference to a, a current teaching these days called open theism. Mm -hmm. God is sort of learning as he goes along, mm -hmm. which is scary. Yeah. <laughs> to think that he doesn't know the future either, uh, which is very, totally contrary to what Scripture is teaching. You know, but God is learning as he goes along, and he doesn't know what's coming. Yes, he does. Uh, Psalm 4610, mm -hmm. how do you get away with, I call the end from the beginning? That's an express statement mm -hmm. that he knows the future and has always known the future. And he's, he says, I think it's to Job, he says, tell me what happened in the past mm. you know, and tell me what's going to happen. You know, only God knows those sorts of things. But with, for example, um, uh, Moses um, and God relenting, Moses didn't in praying before God. And Moses, an interesting way of approaching, says, if you wipe them out, you know, the Egyptians are going to say you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, now, he is not appealing to God's pride. God, and God probably had thought of that, too. It wasn't like a new, <laughs> let me show you guys something you haven't thought of before, so let me just kind of just lay this idea on you. Yeah, no, and it, it, it isn't that way at all. It wasn't that Moses came up with some good arguments that mm -hmm. God hadn't thought of. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, the Egyptians, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Glad you brought that up. No, no, God, Moses didn't tell God anything at all. What? What it actually indicates is that it, it's really a picture of another attribute of God, and that's his compassion. Mm -hmm. he, his holiness reacts against sin and rebellion, but his compassion does not want mm -hmm. to wipe people out. It says that he does not take pleasure in the yeah. death of the wicked. And so why did he tell, and here's how his omniscience is functioning, why did he tell Moses, step aside, I'm going to wipe them out and start over with you? Instead of just doing it. Yeah, yeah. because he knew Moses would intercede, mm -hmm. which tells us what? It tells us he wanted Moses to intercede. That's right. And Moses' intercession uh, before, on behalf of the Jewish people, God relented. But mm -hmm. I can tell you, if he hadn't interceded, uh, God's God would have done, done it. Absolutely. Another good example is Abraham. Mm. Uh, God tells Abraham what he's going to do with Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he knew Abraham would try to intercede. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he didn't want to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah. Because but, it was heart of compassion. Yeah, but but the sin was so heavy that it, you know it brings the wrath of his holiness down on him. Mm. Unfortunately, this time Abraham didn't go far enough. Yeah, he he stopped early. He <laughs> he stopped, surely he stopped asking before God stopped giving. Yeah, but it's pictures of his omniscience because he knows what these people will do that's why he tells them
And I think so much, you know, you talk about we stop asking. You know, when it comes to wisdom and the knowledge of God, I think we don't ask enough and, and claim that promise that if we ask for wisdom, God will give it. Because I think if we were to ask that more, I think we would understand more if we ask yeah. God to give us his yeah. wisdom and what's going on around us. Yeah, I, th- I think he desires to give far more than we realize. Mm-hmm. He, um, one of my favorite verses is Isaiah thirty eighteen. It says, for he waits on high to be gracious. Now he, God longs to be gracious to you. Hmm. I'm not reading it, so yeah. I haven't remembered it. Right. God longs to be gracious to you, and he waits on high to have compassion. Hmm. He wants us to come to him. Hmm. Uh, and so often we miss out because we won't. Uh, I will say one other thing about his omniscience, and this is a common mistake, I think, uh, that is made. Uh, and that is, for example, when God gave the law to Moses, um, God was not giving the law to Moses to see if the Jews could keep it. Mm. Uh, and then, oh, well, they didn't keep it. Gee whiz, I guess I'll have to send Christ. Plan B. Yeah, plan B. Uh, God knew that they wouldn't keep it. He mm-hmm. knew they couldn't keep it. And he gave the law not to see if they could keep it, but to show them that, that they, they couldn't keep it. Yeah. And to reveal to them exactly what sin was and the awfulness of sin mm. and to cause them to realize that they would need a Savior from outside themselves. Yeah. It wasn't, a, oh, let's see if they can do this. Uh, his omniscience knew better. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you, Jerry, for sharing that with us. Okay. <laughs>